0: okay this is the how to do stuff podcast I'm Todd Maffin I'm now going to fix the microphone on our subject now the ground rules of this were that we're not identifying your name
1: we don't identify my name we don't identify the area where I work we don't identify any clients
0: we okay But we can't say say that you're a private investigator for the insurance industry?
1: Uh, Yeah, you say that, sure.
0: Good, because I just did. (laughs) So it might Mm -hmm. be too late. That's fine. So um, how long have you had experience uh, investigating?
1: Um, I first started this in 1992. So So that would be 13 years.
0: So my question is, how do you spy on someone?
1: Okay, well, first of all, I have to say that doing this kind of work is not glamorous like it is portrayed on television of course um, in fact it's very often very boring ok so how do you spy on somebody well it depends what you want to find out about them um, so the client first of all has to outline towards what they're looking for uh, so there there are no general rules because every, every, every file that you get is usually different so you would adopt different techniques for doing different kinds of work and, op- and obtaining different objectives. So, okay. for instance, uh, if you were doing um, a surveillance operation whereby um, you were waiting for somebody to come out of their house or yeah. some such thing, the um, first, uh, firstly, you don't use a flashy car like they portray in the movies. Ah. Oh. Uh, You don't use a Corvette, and you don't, if you're a (laughs) private investigator, you don't use anything that's going to attract attention to you. What would
0: be the most generic, average, blend-in car, if you could pick the perfect car? Well,
1: something that there's a million on the the road. Any kind of uh, car that's about five to ten years old. uh, If you want names, let's say a Pontiac Sunfire or a Cavalier or a kind of like a Honda Civic yeah anything yeah. that there is a lot of because okay. that doesn't attract attention right the worst thing you can do is like um uh they did in the movies when they drive um Lincolns and uh, yeah, right. and, and Lamborghinis and goodness no I mean yeah. true to life investigators don't do that
0: and do you dress differently or
1: no you dress like Normal people do. Yeah. You 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 have you don't dress uh, absurdly, but the hopefully it doesn't really make a lot of difference what you're dressing because hopefully nobody's going to see you anyway. Right, right. Okay. Nice if you have tinted windows in your vehicle because you can see them, but they can't see you. Uh, you park in a place that's not. Uh, um, With an eye shot of uh, of their living room, for instance. Mm. Um, And then, how can you,
0: if they can't see you, how can you see them?
1: Well, you don't. It's not necessarily seeing them because in this province, it's against the law to look into somebody's living room anyway. But you can see them leave.
0: Wait, really? You can't? In in this province, you're not allowed to look into someone's home, even if you're standing on public property.
1: If you have a video camera, you cannot point the video camera in somebody's living room in this province. Wow if somebody goes into the, the province, if somebody right. goes into the house
0: yeah
1: and you're videotaping them for instance going into the house then that's different that's fine huh. yeah but oh yeah but th- there's a lot of strict rules there again this is different from like it's portrayed on tv and in the movies because right. there's a lot of uh, restrictions as to what you can do and what you can't do in canada it doesn't right. matter what province you're in um and uh, f- your client will also give you restrictions on what you can do and what you can't do because then they, why would will, they will have restrictions? because they don't want to leave themselves o- uh, open to any kind of um, uh, liability. If it's a public body, if it's a public uh, crown corporation, then right. they don't want to be in any kind of situation that would result in litigation against them, other than right. what the main principle. Is it ever beneficial
0: okay. for you to, to be in contact with the person you're spying on? Never. So there's Never. no, no, really, even if you pretend to be someone else and ask them if they could, like, l- l- let's say you want them to move their car so you can get a better view, you, you wouldn't actually go up and make up some sort of cover no. story.
1: No, because <coughs> there's a very fine line, again, in Canada between what's entrapment. And if you if you get somebody to do something that they would not normally do, in order to put them in a position where you can get some good videotape that will not be accepted in court. Mm. On the other hand, if they are doing something that they do in the course of their job, then that's okay. That's not entrapment.
0: Do you use special uh, hidden spy cameras? like? Quiet, yep. small. Yeah, yeah really, you I, can do that. So all yeah. the little gadgets that you see in these spy stores are fairly legitimate. Oh, yeah, sure. yeah.
1: You can put them in briefcases and you can put them in lapel cameras yeah. and all that kind of thing. Yeah. That's perfectly legitimate.
0: One of the stories that, I, that I'm aware of that happened is your um, a family member of yours went to... Uh, you were trying to spy on someone who was at a provincial park or a, a park of some kind, and they were vacationing, and so you coaxed the family member into pretending to be in the video. Can you walk me through how that worked? I thought that was quite a clever maneuver.
1: Well, yeah. Um, The main thing is that we had pre-knowledge of what this fellow would probably be doing. Um, This particular fellow was supposed to be injured and not able to do anything, so it was an insurance claim. So, So therefore, we didn't get him to do anything that he wasn't going to do anyway. And to sit on a park bench with a video camera going um, and he happened to be in it is perfectly legal. Right.
0: So you yeah. positioned your family member between you and your target yeah. and you made it appear as if you were shooting the family member when in fact the viewfinder you were actually shooting at the guy behind yeah. her. Yeah. And did he ever find out? No. Did it get go to court? Do these mm. things very often get to court or usually I, I would imagine when when you your client court, says yeah. But wait a minute, we have videotape of you doing that.
1: Yeah, the, very often, uh, if you have something where the videotape obviously is going to su- shoot down an insurance claim, then it's not going to go to, yeah. to trial. Um, does it very often go to court? Well, kind of work that, that I'm involved in probably less than 5%. I've yeah. seen many that are actually settled on this, the, the courtroom steps, so to speak.
0: How do you walk quietly? In what way? I don't know, if you're like trying to sneak around someone's house. You
1: don't sneak. You cannot sneak. That's, if, if you're on somebody's property and you don't have their permission, you're trespassing. There again, it's part of the restrictions that you've got in Canada. You cannot do that. If you're a legitimate private investigator, the work that you, you do has to be able to be presented in court. I don't care what kind of, uh, of work you're doing, whether it's divorce work or, or right. whatever... Uh, Now, the kind of work that I'm involved in, it has to be completely legitimate. You can't go on private property unless you have permission because that's trespassing. You can't shoot anybody uh, doing something that would be in a compromising position, for example, in the living room. You can't shoot video near schools. Hmm. Because of the the fact that you're near children,
0: even if you have permission of the principal,
1: <laughs> it's well, it's difficult. Yeah, you know, you, you're you're opening a. If if uh, technically yes, you can if you get permission from the school, but very often there again the client doesn't want you to do that. Yeah, right.
0: How do you tail someone in a car?
1: Okay, um, this gets back to what I said originally, and that is that you have to have. Um, a car that's nondescript so uh, it, it takes a lot of experience um, now with traffic all over the place being um, as bad as it is you've got to be right on the tail uh, and yet a lot of people don't look in the rear view mirror to see who's behind them really? so you can't stay behind somebody for for uh, for hours and they and they wouldn't know it
0: and uh, how do you tell, as the investigator, whether or not they've figured out that you're tailing?
1: Well, because they do irrational things. They would uh, uh, go off this street and come back on that street and slow down and. And then what do you do go. in response? Well, you- you'd very, I would break it off because there's no point in. If they know that you are, you're, that, that they are, if they know that they're being followed, then what is the point of following them? Right. Because they're not going to do what you want them to do. Yeah. The object of following to somebody is to see where they go. Yeah. Yeah. So if he's not going to work and um, he's doing other things, then, I mean, that's the whole object of it.
0: What was the uh, biggest bust you ever made?
1: Well, it depends what you mean by the biggest bust. Like
0: the one that you put the most effort into, the one that you were more sneaky around and...
1: Um, the kind of uh, the kind of work I do um, is mostly insurance work. So I would say that the the biggest bust, as you call it, would be the one that got the biggest the biggest claim, the biggest uh, or uh, hopefully the smallest claim. <laughs>
0: right? Yeah. I guess for the client.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think I can answer that. Because there's so many that I've done, and uh, very often I don't know what they get. Right, right. Yeah. Do you like doing it? it, Sometimes it gets a bit boring. I like doing the um, uh, interviewing people, I like doing the uh, assisting on pre trial work and stuff like that. Um, I don't do a lot now, Uh, personally, of sitting in a car all day, although I've done some the last a month or so, but I don't do much of that. And if that's all the job was, I wouldn't do it because well, I just get fed up with it. Yeah. It is a boring, uh, a boring job if you've got to sit watching somebody's uh, driveway for eight hours, which yeah, guys yeah. do. I mean, even if you're a private investigator or you're an investigator in the police force, um, it's still a boring job. Yeah. <laughs>
0: it's not like stakeout where they were always there's no, always something on the go. Nah. No. Not Mm -hmm. at all. Thanks very much, John Doe.
1: You're very welcome. (laughs)